Hi, this is Laura with Kick-Ass in Life, where I help you get hired fast, be smart with money, and be a happier and healthier you. Today, we have a great interview with Carrie Eichert, who's a video producer and who has created tons of great content. But beyond that, she's somebody who found her first full-time job after kicking ass during an internship. Something that my boss has always said about me and I think looked for uh, and continues to look for whenever they're hiring people is um, people who are innately curious. So... Carrie Eichert, thank you so much for agreeing to be on the Kick-Ass in Life podcast. So I met you through Women in Cable Telecommunications, and I was really drawn to your background and experience because you, like me, are a producer, and you've produced over 200 videos in all different industries from entertainment, fashion, beauty, and sports brands, from theatrical trailers to Snapchat ads, which I think is super cool. Uh, and I love would love to talk to you more about how you sort of got started in that, on that path. Yeah, well, it actually started um, years ago when I first moved to New York City, or even prior to that. I was um, a student at Penn State and looking for an internship in New York City. I knew that I wanted to work in television production in some capacity. I enjoyed producing, and I wanted to be in New York. So I kind of just started searching for internships and um, came across a expired posting for a intern at this place called Anatomy, which is a creative agency that specializes in marketing and promotions for entertainment brands. Um, so I kind of just applied because I was putting lots of feelers out for different places and was invited to interview. So I'd set up um, a full day of interviewing in New York City. So just traveled up from University Park, Pennsylvania (laughs) to the city for the day and met with a bunch of different companies. Um, And from there, I was offered an internship at Anatomy. And um, throughout that summer, 10, 10 years ago, I kind of hustled and worked really hard and was able to prove myself um, so much so that at the end of my internship, they had offered me a full, full-time full position for whenever I graduated college. So um, I went on board at Anatomy as a production assistant in January 2009 and had been working there for about nine years and rose up to be the supervising producer and post-production manager. I think that is so incredible because you hear about the people that get jobs through internships, but you actually are one of those people. And I inter- interview interns all the time. And, you know, I get that question from time to time of, oh, is there a job here for me after I after I graduate? And as a hiring manager, I said, well, I, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say, but how did you sort of manage that when you were an intern and how did you try to, what did you do to sort of stand apart and get noticed? Yeah, I think that I just um, well, I ended up being the first intern to be offered a position at Anatomy, a full-time position. Um, since then, um, I think a few other interns have turned into full-time staff. Um, but I, I really, you know, worked 
I feel like I worked really hard and tried to show them all of the skills that I had. Um, is this a, something that is a little bit different about me than some other producers in the field is that I have skills of both both a project manager and a creative producer. So I can kind of understand um, big picture, putting together budgets and schedules and things, and then also diving into some of the creative. Um, so I think that what they, they saw in me as an intern was that I was able to offer them, uh, you know, work all of my muscles um, in the internship. And I was really kind of willing to do anything. Um, something really special about anatomy is that they didn't really like for their interns to just go out and coffee runs or, you know, do kind of menial tasks just to be in the office. But there are a lot of hands-on experiences there. Um, so, I, you know, I had practiced um, making budgets and estimates or, um, you know, talking to other vendors and negotiating rates and things. So it kind of gave me a really good um, understanding of what a producer does day to day and just that I was willing and eager to, to go with the flow on that, I think helped land a position there. Yeah. I think that's incredible because I think you can't, when you're an intern, you can't shy away from doing the work. You have to put in the work so you can get more work. That is the, the more interesting work. And once you you know, do the thing, once you get people to trust you, then they trust you with more things. And I think um, that's great that your internship sort of allowed you to uh, get experience in a lot of different areas. And, uh, but it sounds like you totally, you know, kicked out, kick ass in that internship. And, and from that transition to your sort of first job there, what was that like? And when it came to thinking about, uh, thinking about salary and thinking about, uh, you know, benefits and, and what, and making that transition from intern to full-time job, what was that like? Yeah. Um, I had one semester left in college. Um, so at the end of my internship that summer, um, I had kind of received a soft offer that they wanted me back, that they wanted me on staff. Um, they were building out the team a little bit and there was a position for me. Um, so I had some time over my final semester in school to kind of think about it and, um, you know, thought about what it would take to move to New York City because I'm originally from Pittsburgh. So, you know, things are a lot different um, uh, just with li like living expenses and things. So um, I kind of had some things in mind about what I wanted. Um, and luckily, what I was offered was exactly kind of what I wanted. Um, they they had, you know, full benefits package and um, health insurance and the salary was exactly what I expected. So I didn't really have to negotiate, I guess, just because um, to me, it was an opportunity to work in the industry as well. You know, it was just a way of getting in the door and expanding my experiences. So um, I guess it wasn't 
traditional kind of, um, you know, salary negotiation or anything just because I, I felt like I, I was fully on board and um, appreciated and, you know, able to just accept and not have any hesitations. Absolutely. And from, and you were there quite a bit. And so for when you were thinking about sort of, and you moved through, you know, you, as you gained experience, you got more responsibility. How did you, um, you know, to become a supervising producer, um, production manager, how did you sort of manage each of those steps throughout every stage, throughout every position that I worked in, um, I almost had these pivotal points or ways to prove myself. Um, something that my boss has always said about me and I think looked for uh, and continues to look for whenever they're hiring people is um, people who are innately curious. So they're kind of always questioning things or um, wanting to learn more. So there were plenty of times when um, I would stay late at the office and just sit in and work with our um, senior editor and just watch him edit, you know, just learn kind of like learning by just sitting in on sessions and being there. Um, and I picked up a lot of different tricks, uh, for my own personal, uh, editorial use. Um, one of the biggest things that I did and got me my biggest, um, salary jump and a title change was, uh, we were working on a project or we're called to work on a project for a client, um, cutting down a video that was four and a half minutes down to 60 seconds. And it was a few weeks ahead of when we were supposed to start production. But I just kept thinking, how is this going to happen? How how can we actually cut this four and a half minute video down to 60 and for it to still feel complete and take you on a roller coaster ride. So I kind of sat down with the edit since we had time and I was still kind of learning, uh, you know, and used all those experiences that I had learned from just sitting in on sessions with our editor and started editing myself. So I made like a very rough sketch and had taken a couple days to do it and presented it to my boss and said, you know, I've been thinking about this and this is where I think this is kind of like a roadmap of where we can go in this edit. Um, shared it with them and they were really impressed that I took the initiative to do that. And um, I mean, you know, half of the work was kind of cut out already because we were ahead of schedule. <laughs> so Obviously, like our senior editor was able to finesse it and really shape it to where it needed to be. But just for me to take that initiative, really prove that I I was like dedicated and always thinking about um, how we can run projects or, you know, um, just how things work. (laughs) So that curiosity is what kind of got me my next pay bump or one of the biggest pay bumps and title change. So yeah, I think that's great advice, especially, you know, finding those opportunities to sort of go above and beyond and, and finding ways you can make your boss's life easier and just finding ways you could make something run a little smoother or, 
you know, just finding those opportunities and not just sitting back and just, you know, expecting you'll get assigned to these things, but actually like taking, taking on more responsibility and showing that you're thinking about things in creative ways. I think that's awesome. Um, and so in terms of what, so this is what I want to ask you now. So like, what advice would you offer to somebody sort of just getting started in the, either, you know, in the industry as a a producer, but just more in general, like what advice would you have to those just sort of getting started and getting their footing? Yeah. Um, I really do think there's something about staying curious. Um, just having that urge to continue to learn and develop, um, there's so many people that surround you, um, whether it's laterally, you know, at the same level as you, um, that have different experiences that they can share with you, um, or you know, um, people higher than you on the ladder. Um, take advantage of all of the everyone that surrounds you, just because um, there's a lot of knowledge out there and a lot that you can learn um and just having that curiosity to keep you fresh um and I guess you know that goes reversely too you know um a year or so ago uh with WICT we had hosted a reverse mentoring session where we had um some people who had participated in the mentoring circle program shared their um, knowledge about social media apps to sub, you know, higher like senior level right. people who maybe didn't have hands-on experience. So kind of just being open to learning and also just sharing your knowledge, um, I think is really important. I think that's great. Sometimes one, one piece of advice that I learned was, uh, to, to ask, you know, how, you know, how can I help you? So, you know, thinking in, in networking, trying to find ways to like offer a suggestion to somebody, or if they're, you know, presented with a problem to try to, to try to help solve it for them, or even just something as simple as, you know, sending somebody a book recommendation or a recommendation for where they're going to eat when they're, they land in Chicago for their, this, whatever project they're working on or, you know, some, some ways to like think about how to help somebody, uh, you know, beyond just like, give me this, you know, give me this job or I want to make a connection, you know, just thinking out ways to help people. Like it's so, uh, it's so good. Yeah, exactly. And, and that, that I feel like will take you so far if you're able to really, um, you know, help someone out, um, or just, I mean, get to know them on a, personal level, you know, um, just will move you so much farther along. And what would you say is the biggest piece of advice that you've received in your career or, uh, or any other takeaways? You've given us a lot of great sort of great information. I'm just curious if there's anything, any other big learnings that you've had or advice you've received that you feel like would be helpful to share? Um, probably, something along the lines of don't don't be afraid to speak up or be yourself um it's something that I I I was voted quietest in my high school class so um it's been it had been a long time for me to really find my voice and 
um, a professional setting or, you know, even just to feel um, confident in the work that I do. Like I, I knew that I could um, produce things, but, you know, there's some other places where I, I didn't feel as comfortable, like in networking settings or um, on client calls. But um, I feel like you have to really understand your value and um, be confident in yourself. Um, and that that's definitely something that I had worked on for a while and, and continue to work on it now um, as a freelancer someone who has to seek out their own work, such as myself as a freelancer, have to be able to be confident in all of the skills that we have. So um, not being afraid to speak up and um, be proud of your successes and, um, you know, without having an ego. I think that's something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And to really be yourself. I love what you said about that. And there was a book that I read that was recommended to me. Uh, and maybe you've read it weird in a world that's not a career guide for misfits, fuck ups and failures. Ooh. Have you no, read that? I haven't. It's, uh, but it, you know, in, in, the, in a book like that, you know, it's just saying, you know, it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to, uh, you know, if you're quiet, you know, that has value too, because you're, you know, you might be a better listener than this person, but realizing that you have value in sort of the skills and experience you have and, and not being afraid to, to share it, I think is, is super key and hard to do, but very important. Yeah, totally. I'm going to have to get the name of that book from you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'll send it to you. Of course I have, I, I love I love reading, you know, various, various books or, you know, self-help books or books about career or books about leadership. I always think that I can always get some good nuggets of, of insight from that. Um, yeah. So I guess what, what's next for you? What, what, where are you, where, where are you headed next? What are your, some of your career goals? And then also tell us how we can find you, um, if you want to share your social. Yeah. Um, so what's next for me? I I have been freelancing for just about a year now. Um, I've been settled in at one company over the course of that year. So um, I'm still kind of looking for more experiences outside uh, just so that I can try out, try my hands on some other projects and learn in different um, office environments. So, um, you know, I'm kind of, kind of looking around, but still happy with what I'm doing now. Um, no, no set plans beyond that, just because um, I just want to look for more uh, experience. I don't, I don't really have any, um, honestly don't have like a five-year goal right now, just because I want to try other things out and see what, yeah. what would be a good fit for me. So, um, yeah. And then I am, I think Instagram is probably the best place to find me, uh, traveling a lot and, um, also on, I guess I'm also on Twitter. <laughs> so, but my handle is, um, at Carrie Eichert, K-A-R-I-I-C-K-E-R-T. 
on both Twitter and Instagram. So that's it for today. Thank you for joining. As always, if you have any questions, email me, kickassinyourlife at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram, kickassin.life. I'm here to help you. I do this for you. So let me know how I can help you. And thank you again to Carrie for sharing some insight with us and go out there and kick ass in your life until next time.